Are you excited to be in church this morning? I felt this morning that I wanna, I wanna greet you in, in maybe a, a somewhat of a different way this morning. I just, I've had this scripture burning in my heart throughout this week and I wanna, I wanna greet you this morning how Peter greeted us as the believer in the book of 2 Peter chapter number one, verse two and three. Grace and peace be multiplied to you. <laughs> Grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge of God and our Lord Jesus Christ, through whose power we have been given everything we need for life and godliness through the knowledge of Him that called us. There's something in that scripture that's just been resounding in my spirit this whole week. That grace and peace, everything we need for life and godliness can only be found in the knowledge of Him. <laughs> I'm just gonna try preaching to this side for a moment. Everything we need for life and godliness, every grace that has been bestowed upon our lives can only be found in the knowledge of Him. And I wanna to preach to you this morning for the next three to four hours using the topic. <laughs> Aiden is always excited. Uh, I wanna to preach to you this morning using the topic, what I've learned about Jesus in 2022. Come on, look at your neighbor quickly, just any neighbor, your favorite neighbor. Say neighbor, I've learned something about Jesus in 2022. For those of you that's been journeying with Empowered Church for the last couple of years will know that it is my custom at the end of the year, the last sermon that I have the privilege to preach from this pulpit, I always preach about what I have learned about Jesus in that year. Why? Because I am convinced that there is nothing more powerful, nothing of greater value than what you have learned about Jesus in the last season of your life. <laughs> There's nothing that has the power to position you with greater strength. There's nothing that has the power to position you with greater focus for what God wants to do in the new year than your ability to perceive what is done in the last season of your life. I tell you, there's many things that happen in and through our lives every day, things that we face, good and bad. But I think sometimes we face, we fail to stand still for a moment and reflect on what God has done. I tell you, if we can find Jesus in every season of our lives, we will find truth, we will find breakthrough, we will find answer to solutions and problems. Everything you need for life and godliness is found in the knowledge of Him. So I wonder if there's anybody that says, Pastor Eric, you can preach to me for the next um, three to four hours. For those of you that's new to our church, totally joking but can I just see by a raise of hands any first time visitors this morning won't you just wave at me if you're here for the first time very very welcome 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 to you welcome welcome so good to have you with us can we give them an empower welcome to everybody that's visiting for the first time So allow me to share three scriptures with you this morning. It's, it's three of my favorite scriptures. It speaks about 
our understanding of what it means to know God. And then I wanna share just one or two things. I think I preached this message the first time back in 2014, what I learned about Jesus in 2014. I went back to that sermon yesterday and I preached about 10 things. I thought this morning I'll just do three. How's that? Katie says it's cool. It's not because I've learned less than what I've learned in previous year, but I believe these are the three things that he has highlighted to me. Things that's not only been applicable to my life, but things that I've had the privilege to share with you throughout this year. Things that I believe God wants us to go back to and remind ourselves of. Because if we can understand what he has said in seasons of our lives past, it positions us with great power to live in where he wants us to go. Come on, is there anybody that's excited about 2023? It's like most of you. Some of you didn't raise a hand. I trust that if we wrap up today in the next half an hour or so, that there will be something burning in your heart to say, God, whatever you wanna do in my life, wherever you wanna take me in the new year, God, I am ready. I am ready for where you wanna go. So can we just um, touch on three scriptures? First one, Jeremiah 24 verse seven. It's a scripture that I've prayed so many times over my own kids. It's a scripture that I've prayed over this congregation so many times. And it's a scripture that I believe speaks so clearly of the heart of the Father. It says, Jeremiah 24 verse seven, then I, this is God speaking, I will give them a heart to know me. Hey, come on, isn't that beautiful? God says, I will give you a desire to know me. That desire that you have to hunger, to thirst for me, I have given you that desire. That I am the Lord and they shall be my people and I will be their God for they shall return to me with their whole heart. Jesus comes to the end of his life, John chapter number 17, and he prays this incredible prayer to the Father and he starts his prayer um, and he says, and this is eternal life. Come on, that's, that's, a, uh, that's a place in scripture where you just pause and you say, okay, Jesus, I am listening. He says, this is what life is all about. And then he says the following, that they may know you. Not guys, I'm coming to the end of my life here on earth, this is life, all right. I want you to plant churches. Guys, I want you to make good money in your business. Guys, I want you to have a great marriage. I'm not saying that those things are not important to God. I'm saying that if God highlights something as this is what life is all about, it needs to be something that we stand still as and say, Jesus, if that's important to you, then that's important to me. This is eternal life that they may know you the only true God and Jesus Christ whom you have sent. Paul comes to the end of his life. He writes to the Philippian church and he echoes what Jesus is saying. Chapter number three, verse eight. He says, yet indeed, I also count all things. Which things? Which things? I count all things loss for the excellence of the knowledge of Christ Jesus my Lord, for whom I have suffered the loss of all things and count them as rubbish that I may gain Christ. (laughs) Comes to the end of his life, he says, everything in this world, the shoes that I wear, the clothes that I've got on, the car that I drive, the house that I live in, the work that I have, the money in my bank account, nothing, nothing compares to gaining Christ. (laughs) I wonder what you have gained 
of Christ in this year? I really mean it. It's not a rhetorical question. I want you to ponder there for a moment. What is it in this year that you have gained? Not how much money you've gained, how much status you've gained, how much material possessions you've gained. How much of Christ have you gained in your life? What is there in your life that you can say in this year, I've learned something about Jesus that has changed my life forever. There's something in my life that I have learned about Him. There's a way that He's revealed Himself to me that has changed my life forever. You see, we can fly through a year and I tell you, they just go quicker one after the other. We can fly through a year. We can be busy with all kinds of things facing the storms of life, navigating our way through challenges. We can, we can fly through life and miss the beauty of Christ. But I wanna to submit to you this morning that Christ is visible in every season of your life, in everything that you go through, good and bad. There's something beautiful about Jesus to be found. There's like 19 of you that agree with me. Some of you have not known Christ. You might have, you see there's a scripture, one of my favorites, Ephesians chapter number three, verse 19 to 20 in the Amplified, Paul says, he says, free translation, he says, I want you to, to, to become aware. I want you to know the love of God. He speaks about that love that is so wide, you can't get around it, so deep, you can't get underneath it, so high, you can't get over it. That love, I want you to know that love. That love that goes beyond human understanding. But then he says, he gives us the key how to get to know that love. He says that you will come to know, not just through mere head knowledge. Meaning, it's not something I've learned about Jesus because Pastor Eric taught me so. It's not just something that I know about Jesus because the Bible says so. It's not just something that I know about Jesus because T.D. Jake said so. It's something that I have learned about Jesus through an experiential knowledge. That's what he says that you will come to know the love of God, not just through mere head knowledge, but through a personal experience. I'm not sure if I'm preaching to the right church. Some of you have known God as healer, but you have discovered Him as your healer in this year. Some of you have known God as the one that provides, but you have experienced Christ as your provider in this year. Some of you know that God is able to deliver and set free, but you've experienced the freedom power yourself in this year. Come on, am I still speaking to the right church this morning? It's one thing to know about God. It's quite another thing if I understand that God wants me to encounter Him as that personally for myself. So what have you learned about Jesus in 2022? It's honestly, it's mornings like this where I wish I had just had the time to call people forward and just give you the mic and say, just testify about something. I asked my kids around the table last night. They always like, I mean, they are, they always get the introduction to the sermon before the sermon is preached. And I just, <laughs> and I just loved the answers last night as we were discussing, what did you learn about Jesus in 2022? Just to hear what stood out for them, what they experienced about Jesus how Jesus revealed Himself to them. Come on, what, did they, what happened in your life? You see, if you can look back on those moments and say, yes, I met God as that. I understood that that's who He is. I experienced Him as that. Those are the things that divinely shape your life forever. Come on, good things may come, bad things may come and go. I tell you now, we can navigate through anything in our lives if we can constantly remind ourselves of who He is to us. 
it's just it's not just some foreign God out there, the big man upstairs, the one that gives me goosebumps when we worship. He is an intimate God. He's a friend. He's a father. Maybe you've experienced him this year as father. Maybe some of you came to Christ this year. It's like this was the year that you got saved. You experienced him as your redeemer, the one that forgives. Hey? So here are three things that I want to just share with you. So much as I just thought about my own life, what has happened in, in my life this year. But these are three things that I had the privilege to share from this platform in different cities around the nation as I traveled. These are things that I believe God has shared to me for us. As preachers, we often make the mistake that every word that I hear for me, I think it's a word for you. Not every word that I hear for me is a word for you. We all agree upon that. But these are things that I believe that God opened up to the body of Christ, things that He wants us to know about Him. And may I submit to you that the first thing that I believe Jesus wants us to know about Him is that Jesus is the God in whom there is always more. (laughs) Uh, There is always more in God. Some of you have prayed into things, you've not seen it happen. You've trusted, you've not seen your breakthrough. I'm here to tell you this morning that God in His nature is a God that always gives more. He's the one that supplies exceedingly abundantly above. You might not have seen it now. I tell you, I give you a prophetic word that you will see every promise of God in your life, whether it's in this year or the next. Why? Because He's the God that says in me, every promise is still yes and it's still amen. He's still the God that answers. You you, you know what I love about the fact that as I pondered this week on the God that is more than enough, the God that always has more, the God that is the, the fact that God in His nature is a revealer. I've seen God as many things in my life. I've experienced Him as many things in my life. But this week for the first time, I I, I actually, like it dawned on me, like God in His nature is a revealer. One of the books in your Bible is called the book of Revelation. Come on, God loves to reveal things. But, but here's the flip side to that. If God is a God that reveals things, it also means that God is a God that likes to hide things. I'm just gonna try this side. Maybe I, I'm not sure if I'm still speaking to the right church. Do you believe that God is a God that hides things? Some of us don't. We're like, no, I don't want God to hide anything from me. Just reveal all of it, God. But the reality is God in His nature loves to hide things and there's a reason why He hides things. I've used this example. If I play hide and seek with my little Oki sitting there, he's four years old. I don't hide myself so good that he never finds me. That would just be like the worst dad ever. I hide myself so that he can find me. Why? Because in him finding me, there's a joy that I see in him that creates a joy in me. And that's how God works as well. (laughs) Uh, I think it's Proverbs 25, if I'm not mistaken, that says it's the glory of God to hide things and the glory of kings to search out the things that God hides. (laughs) That's what he does. He hides certain things from us. 
not, not because he's evil, not because he doesn't want us to enjoy them, but because there's something in the finding that's very, very important for us as believers. God, God doesn't just hide things, he hides himself as well. I think it's in, in Isaiah, no, let me get you the scripture, I've got it here. It's in Isaiah 45 verse 15, he says, the God of Israel, I, who save his people, is a God, is a God that conceals himself. That God hides himself at times. Maybe you went through this year and there were seasons in this year where you're like, God, are you there? God, I'm praying, I don't even hear your voice. And I wanna tell you this morning that there are seasons and times where God hides himself. Not, not because he's evil, not because he doesn't love you, not because he's angry, but because there's something in searching. There's something in the seeking that gives power to the revealing. <laughs> okay. So when all three of my kids started walking, you know, you know how that goes. They, they, they stand up and they, all the parents in the house, you would know, some of you have got it on, on video. It's like the one video you will never lose. They stand up and they hold the couch or whatever and then they start and they take that first step. You, you all know what I'm talking about? Come on, and you are the crazy parent with all the faces and the, come on, come on, come on. And what do you do when your child takes that second step? And the third, do you like run and you grab them? What do you do? Come on, any parents in the house that can relate with me? You take steps back. It doesn't make you evil. It just makes you a parent that believes your child is able to take another step and another one and another one. Ah, oh, friends, I'm here to tell you this morning that you might have feel that God has walked out on you in this year. You might have feel that God is not there. He's left you, He's forsaken you. I'm here to tell you that every step that you've taken through the year, the fact that you are still here today means that you are stronger than what you ever were. You've gone further what you ever believed you could go. I'm telling you now that God is able to do exceedingly and abundantly and above through your life. God is also a God that hides people. He hid David in caves, Moses in the backside of the desert, Joseph in a prison, Jesus for 30 years. He's a God that hides people. Why? Because it gives Him great pleasure to reveal Himself through people. And as I prayed for you this week, I felt the Lord said, Eric, I give you a word that people will be revealed in 2023. And I'm not just saying this as some, some nice prophetic word to throw out. I'm telling you, there's ordinary people. You might sit here and say, Eric, I'm nobody special. I come from no place special. I've got no gifts, no talents, no abilities. I'm just an ordinary me. I tell you now that God's gonna take ordinary people and reveal them in glory in 2023. The darker this world gets, the more challenges we face around us, the more men and women of God will be revealed in power, in glory, in strength. That they will look at you and say, like they said of the disciples, Acts 4:13, but it's just an ordinary woman, just an ordinary man. But I can see that they have been with Jesus. So, so here's the key. Here's the key to be revealed. It's when I stop living for myself. Listen to this. Colossians 3, verse 3 to 4, the New Living Translation, it says, for you died to this life. 
That's the key to be revealed. You died to this life and your real life is now hidden with Christ in God. <laughs> and when Christ, who is your life, revealed is revealed to the world, then you will share in His glory. Uh, friends, I tell you now, if there's something that you must do running into the new year is just continue to hide yourself in God. Hide yourself in the shadow of the Almighty. Hide yourself in His presence. Be found in Him and He will be the God that reveals Himself through you in the new year. I preached about it two weeks ago. I tell you now, there's ordinary men and women that will be revealed. There will be a transfiguration that takes place in the new year. Ordinary men and women that will be promoted into things. Ordinary men and women that will step into things. Ordinary men and women that will possess things. Ordinary men and women that will make a significant change in the world around them. But those will be the ones that hides themselves in Him so that He can be glorified through them. God is a God that hides things, but His intention is always to reveal them. May you be revealed in 2023. One of the ways in which God reveals people, which takes me to the second thing that I've learned about Jesus and I've seen so many people in the body of Christ gone through this, is that God is a God that uses pain. I wasn't expecting a lot of amens there, to be honest with you. It's a message that we don't love to preach and it's a message that the church of Jesus Christ, they don't like to hear. I mean, we like the messages that tells us Jesus loves you. He's got just good things planned for your life. Blessing, favor, breakthrough, promotion. And we say amen at all the right places. But I wanna remind you this morning that God is a God that uses the storms of life. And He often uses the storm that we go through to do exactly what I said in point number one, to reveal you to the world out there. Some of you have been facing storms in this year. It feels like you have been battling through stuff way beyond your control. I'm telling you now that God is not just the God that silences storms. He's also the master orchestrator of the perfect storm. <laughs> oh, friends, I tell you now, as a church, we have become experts in prophesying people out of storms, encouraging people to duck and dive the storms of life. No man, if it doesn't feel good, it's not from God. No, if you don't have peace, it's not from God. No, if, if there's not breakthrough and blessing and all of the good stuff in there, it's not from God. I tell you now that God is the God that orchestrates the storms of life because He loves you. Oh, friends, I've asked the Lord if He would permit me in 2023 to preach this message because I believe it's a message that is so needed for the church of Jesus Christ. There's not one of you that if not in some way in this year faced a storm in your life. Some of you have faced terrible storms in your life. And what often happens is the enemy 
well not often, every single storm that we face, the enemy is always there telling you, you've, either you've displeased God, either you have grieved God, either it's because you've made that mistake, you haven't prayed enough, you haven't fasted enough, it's because you've done that or you haven't done that. And we never go through these storms in our own strength, trying to fight the waves, like the disciples bucketing the boat, trying to just get water out of our boats. And I'm telling you now, sometimes you've just got to remind yourself that Jesus is sleeping in your boat. And if He's not bucketing water, neither should you be. <laughs> oh, friends. Let me explain it this way. If you want to go from grade one to grade two, what happens at the end of the year? You write a what? You write a test. And if you wanna go from grade two to grade three, what happens at the end of the year? You write a test, yeah. I don't know any person that, that's like, I can't wait for the test. I can't wait for the test. I can't wait for exams. Maybe there's people like that. I don't know, I've never met them. I definitely wasn't one of them. We don't like the test. But, but, but can we agree this morning that it's the very test that you write at the end of the year that promotes you to the second year? Oh, friends, am I still speaking to the right church here? That test has never been designed to shame you. It's been designed to show you that what is in you has been established so that you can move to the next season the next test, the next level of your life. <laughs> and I tell you, we've become experts in navigating our way through tests and God, just please not that. And no, 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 that can't be from God. And, and, and so many people are stuck in grade one, stuck in grade two, because they've never made up their minds to say, God, I'm gonna write this test now and you will bring me through it. The Word of the Lord, I tell you, over every one of your lives, there's a word. And I'm not just talking about a prophetic word. Some of you have too much prophetic words. It's like the last thing you need is another prophetic word. What you do need is the guts to stand on what God has said and let that come to pass for your life. His word is full of promises. Your life Peter says, is an incorruptible seed, a spoken word. God spoke you into being. He said, for 2022, I will need Otto. I speak him into being. An incorruptible seed, I clothe him in a body and I plant him into this generation so that I can use his life. Every single one of you, you are an incorruptible seed, a spoken word of God into this time. But that word over your life must be tested for it to be established. It must be tested. It must be tested. Jesus comes out of the waters of baptism. The Father speaks, He says, this is my beloved Son in whom I'm well pleased. The Holy Spirit takes Jesus, not the devil. The Holy Spirit takes Jesus into the desert. Into the what? Into the desert. And in that desert, the enemy comes and he tests the very word that has just been spoken. If you are the Son of God. But the Father just spoke it. But it needs to be tested. And after that word was tested and proved, the Bible says Jesus came out of that desert in power. 
The reason why so many believers, and I say this with great humility, the reason why so many believers are not living their lives in power is because you have not allowed the word of the Lord over your life to be tested. And I pray that we will, as the church of Jesus Christ, come to a place where we say, Father, whatever storm is coming my way, give me the discernment to know if it's something out the pit of hell, because then the Bible says, I have the power to say, you, in Jesus' name, be silent. But Father, if this is a storm that you have orchestrated, a test, a time of proving in my life, Father, give me the strength to navigate my way through this for your glory. Paul writes and he says, we must be rooted and established in love. How do you know if a tree is properly rooted and established in the ground? There's gotta be something that pushes against it. Whether you, whether the wind, something needs to push against it for it to be rooted, established in love. How will you know if you are rooted and established in the love of God if there's never something that pushes against you? But if we will only realize that whatever pushes against us has never been designed to break us, it's been designed to promote us. One dimension of glory to another, strength to strength. That's how God works. I have in my own life come to look at the storms of life completely different. Every storm that comes my way, I look at that storm and I say, Father, I know that this has been designed to establish me in you so that your glory can be revealed to a greater dimension through me. Father, let the storm work its full work in my life so that the fullness of Christ can be revealed through me. I taught you last week Sunday, it's Christ in me, the hope of glory, and I am in Christ. Come on, with that reality, is there anything we cannot face? Is there any storm that you cannot conquer in your life? That's why the Bible says, in Him, He, in me, is so much stronger than anything that can ever come against me. Some of you have been facing storms in this year and I'm here to give you a word of the Lord that that storm that you've been facing is making you stronger than what you ever thought you can be. And that storm that you're facing will position you for God's glory in and through your life in 2023. you are here this morning I just feel I'm going to pray into that now if you are here this morning and I'm not talking about hard times we all face hard times I'm talking about people that have faced storms that it felt like it was going to break you at times there were moments in this year where it felt like you just at God I don't know how I'm going to get through this if that's you stand right now
I don't know your storm, friends. I don't know if that storm has been an onslaught out the pit of hell or God working a work in your life. I don't know your storm, but I know the God that is able to silence every storm. The same God that is able to empower you to go through a storm. And whether a storm needs to be silenced over your life today, or whether you need to be empowered in your inner man to go through that storm, I wanna pray over you in this day. Spirit of God, I ask that you will give every person standing in this moment the discernment to know. Is this a storm orchestrated by you or an onslaught at the pit of hell? Father, I ask in this morning, give people the grace to understand and give them the strength to believe. Father, I pray in the precious, powerful name of Jesus Christ, every person that's been facing an onslaught at the pit of hell, that in this day they will believe, believe that they are able to say, Satan, I stop you. I resist every onslaught in Jesus' name. And Father, we break every onslaught, every hold, everything that's been launched against the lives of believers out the pit of hell in this day as a community of believers we say we stop that we break the power of it over people's lives in Jesus name and father we pray in this day let there be a loosening a breakthrough that takes place let there be a release in areas where there has been bondage Father, I pray for people in this day that's facing storms of life, storms that you have orchestrated to reveal to them yourself and the power at work in them. I pray that in this day that they will have the strength to stand and stand therefore. That every believer here standing, every person online that's saying that's me, that every single person will stand and remain standing. Father, have your perfect work in us. I pray that people will stop resisting the work of God in their lives and that they will say, God, have your way in me. Have your way, have your way. If that's you, say it to him this morning. Say, God, I repent of fighting against your works in my life have your way have your way in Jesus name and if you agree with that prayer come on won't you say amen and amen thank you if there's somebody watching online maybe you're in this building and there's somebody that you know, it must be, it might be a spouse, a child, a parent, a nephew, a colleague that's going through a storm. Tag them into the stream, share this with them. Say, I'm praying for you this morning and know that Jesus, your advocate is praying for you as you navigate your way through the storms of life. Come on, one thing that we need more in the church of Jesus Christ 
is for people to be encouraged in power and in strength. That we stop telling people, no man, if it doesn't feel good, stop it. If it doesn't sit well, leave it. Know that we will be the ones that encourages people to say, you can do it. Push your way through. Come on. It's not in your strength. It's in His strength. It's not for your glory. It's for His glory. May strength arise in the body of Christ. That's my prayer for you. I'm coming in for a landing. The third one. One thing that I've learned about Jesus, and it's something that He wants every single one of us to know, is that we have been given the faith of God. (laughs) The reason why you can face any storm in your life is because the faith that you carry in you is the faith of God. This is something that, that for me has been a revelation in this year. My whole life I've, I've heard that we've all received a measure of faith. I always thought that Cornet might have such a measure, Richard might have such a measure. You know, we've all got a different measure of faith. It's, it's, it's inaccurate. Romans chapter number 12 says we have all received the measure of faith. That's the original writing, the measure of faith. You can go read it in the King James. It says we have all received the measure of faith. What measure? The full measure of Christ. Paul writes to this letter to the Galatian church, chapter number two, verse 16 and 20. He says, the life that I now live, free translation, it's not me that live it anymore. I live it in Christ and I live it by the faith of, not in, of the Son of God. The faith that you carry is the faith of God. The faith of God. Inside of you, you carry mountain moving faith. (laughs) Inside of you, you carry faith to speak to anything and command it to move itself. And you carry the power for that thing to move. Why? Because it's Christ in you, the hope of your glory. (laughs) Oh friends, if we would believe that, if we would believe that inside of me I carry the faith of God. There's nothing impossible for them that believe. Why? For them that believe. Because I no longer believe in myself. I believe in God in me. And with Him in me, anything is possible through me. Some of you are facing stuff and I wanna say to you this morning, rise up in faith. Rise up in faith. Whose faith? His faith. Where? In you. Say, thank you, Father, that I have received your faith. Thank you that I can speak to any mountain, they'll move. I can command anything to be so. I can call things that are not as if they are. And I will see them come to pass because I carry within me the ability of God in me. In me. Come on, that's what 1 John 4, 17 says. Christ in you. No, my apologies, that's Colossians 1. 1 John 4, 17, as He is, so am I in this world. As Christ is, not was, is, in all His glory, in all His splendor, in all His might, as He is, so am I in this world. In Him lives the fullness, therefore the fullness of God is in me. Thank you to the three people that's excited about that. Inside of you, you carry every answer 
to any problem that you might face in 2023. Every challenge that will come your way, you've already got the solution in you. Uh, I'm not sure if you're listening. Anything that will happen in your life in 2023, you already have within you everything it takes to conquer, to stand. Everything you have, everything you need, you already have. (laughs) Everything you need, you already carry it within you. Our greatest sin, our greatest lack as believers is teaching people that I have to beg God for something that He's already freely given me as my inheritance. So many people are praying for something that they carry within them. The reason I say this with great humility, why so many prayers are not answered is because you're praying a prayer that God cannot answer. You cannot ask Him to do something that He's already done. He is praying for you to say, no, stand up in what you have already received. Stand up in your inheritance. Stand up in what you've freely been given already. Believe it, walk in it. We've got to change everything about us. Spoke about it three weeks ago. Everything about us has to change. Every religious mindset, every religious culture that we've created in our homes, in our churches, we have to lay down as we walk into 2023. Because in myself, I have got no power, no strength, no ability to conquer anything. But if I believe Christ in me, then I can conquer anything. I'm closing. Every single person in this place, every person watching online, you have been given everything you need for life and godliness. All grace is multiplied to you in the knowledge of Him. What have you learned about Jesus in 2022? What have you learned about Jesus in 2022? What has Jesus done through you in 2022? Come on, friends. You are so much stronger than what you think you are. You carry so much more of Christ than what you believe you carry. in all his letters was like God guys let your eyes be opened let your heart see what God wants to reveal why because in us we carry so much more than what we believe there's no storm that you will not conquer I prophesied over your life this morning there's no obstacle that you cannot overcome There's nothing that God will not be able to reveal through you. If there's one thing that I believe God wants to reveal to you this morning, it's the revelation of His love. I look back on every one of those sermons that I've preached over the last seven, eight years. 
about what I have learned about Jesus. And there's one thing that I see in every one of them. Every year, there's something that I have learned about the love of God that has changed my life again and again and again. It's such a cliche, actually. If I would say, Jesus loves you, then most of us, all of us, would just say, Amen, Pastor Eric. Hallelujah. But do we actually understand the depth of what is found in just that one verse, that one sentence, that Christ loves you? I want to pray that over you because I don't think there's anything more powerful that I can pray in this day. That in this day, through whatever you have gone through in your life and whatever you've experienced and come to know about Him, that you will come to know the love of God as your most prized possession. That the love of God will be a bigger reality than any other reality in your life. I wish I could call every single one of you forward. I said it in the first service as well and say, Danny, Jesus loves you, man. And that the impact of those words will just, like the Bible says, it will be shed abroad in our hearts. Cornei, Jesus loves you. <laughs> Vilma, she doesn't need anybody to tell her. She knows. God loves you. Lulu, God loves you. How much would change in your life if Jesus was standing here this morning and He called you to the front and He called you up to the stage and He looks you in the eyes and He says, Rechard, I love you, man. You will walk out of this place and be like, doesn't matter what comes my way. Jesus said He loves me. You can have whatever work challenge facing tomorrow. You can have zero in your bank account. You will walk out of this place saying, Jesus says He loves me. then why do we live our lives in such defeat if the words of love echoes over our lives every single day? You open the Bible, it's there, I love you. You hear a word spoken from a pulpit, I love you. Every song that you sing, I love you. In the stillness of His voice, I love you. You behold nature, the stars, everything around you, his words echoes over our lives. I love you. I love you. I love you. I've said it before. When I used to play rugby back in the day, I would play my best game if my dad was standing next to the field saying, Yerak, I love you. Go for it. You can do it. That's how God wants us to play the game of life as people that has their father shouting constantly, this is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. But father, I've messed up today. This is still my beloved son 
in whom I'm well pleased. Lord, I did a bad business deal. I lost all my money. You are still my beloved son. In you, I am well pleased. God, I did something wrong. That's okay, my grace is sufficient. You are still my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. God, I didn't treat my wife or my husband properly. That's okay, there's grace and forgiveness. You are still my beloved son. In you, I am well pleased. Friends, if the church of Jesus Christ can silence themselves more, stop listening to every voice out there, somebody that's got a mic in their hand and become more still in the presence of our God, we will know, be still and know that He says, I love you and I'm well pleased with you. We will live our lives in such strength, in such power, with such conviction because we know that we are loved by the Father. And I pray over you in this day, I will in a minute from now, that you will be consumed by the love of God. That you will run into this year, for those of you that were with us three weeks ago, three weeks ago, that you will run onto that diving board and jump into 2023 with such conviction of this fact, this truth, that you are dearly loved by God. Please stand. Please stand. I want to pray for you. If I may ask every single person to stand. If you're online and you can, stand as well. If you're driving, please stand. God loves you. to say to every single person online God loves you He loves you He destined for you to tune in today to listen to this message He destined for you to be here today to hear His words I love you Father I pray over every person in this place and every person watching online let your love be shed abroad in our hearts today. Let the love of God that goes beyond all human understanding now be shed abroad in our hearts. May the love of God, the experiential love of God fill your heart fill your mind in this day. Father, I thank you. Just keep your attention on Him. I just sense that God wants to speak to some of you. Some of you just need to stand for a moment and just soak in the love of God. Spirit, reveal that to us this morning. Come and do what only you can do.
shed abroad your love, God. Every heart this morning. Fill us again this morning, Lord. Fill us again this morning. I sense there's people here this morning. You struggle to believe that God loves you so much. You feel ashamed. You feel guilty about stuff that you've done. This morning, I want to say to you, don't listen to the enemy. Your father loves you way more than that. That's why Jesus died. Every sin, every shortcoming in your life, it's been paid for in full. You can just run into the arms of the father this morning. Let all guilt, condemnation, shame be broken in this morning. There's people here this morning, you feel you've disappointed God. You feel you disappointed God. And you can't come into His presence with boldness and confidence this morning. Come on. You've got to believe that the message is one of grace. That God's grace is bigger than your failures. It's bigger than your shortcomings. It's bigger than the things that you've done wrong. (laughs) It's bigger than that. God knew about your mistakes even before you made them. Still, He chose to save you, call you into His household as a son, as a daughter. Let all forms of guilt, shame, fear, and condemnation be broken in this day. Let grace flood the hearts of men and women. Grace. 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 Grace be multiplied to you this morning. Grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge that He loves you. be multiplied to you. Father, I pray for every single person this morning, every person that's here, every person watching online, even people that'll be watching this at a later stage. I pray in this day, let grace and peace be multiplied to them in the knowledge that they are loved by God. Let every person be liberated in this morning from anything and everything that keeps them from experiencing the love that goes beyond human understanding. Let every person in this day begin to understand how high, how wide, how deep that love is and that nothing but nothing can separate you from the love of God. If you are here this morning and you say, Jesus, I take that love. I receive that. In this morning, do it. Just there we are. Say, thank you, Jesus. I receive your love. I receive it this morning. I receive it. Father, I pray over your people in this morning. Let 2023 be the year that they be revealed in the glory of Christ. Let every storm either silence 
in this day or in this day, empower your people even greater. Father, in this day, may we rise up in strength, knowing that we have been given everything we need for life and godliness. We carry within us the faith of God and therefore nothing will stop us. 2023 will be a year where your name will be glorified through our lives. And if you agree with that prayer, come on, won't you say amen and amen. Come on, let's say amen again. Let's say amen again. Amen and amen. Thank you. You're welcome to be seated. I just want to pray into one thing. Please allow me just three minutes of your time and then we're going to close the service. Worship team, won't you join us there in the front? I felt this morning as I was sitting with the Lord, the Lord said to me, Eric, in the second service, there will be people that cannot sleep. You cannot sleep. I said, God, you want me to pray just corporately in general. God said, I want you to minister to people. I'm not talking about you've got a bad sleeping pattern or something like that. You cannot sleep at night. One hour, two hour max. It's like whether it's spiritual onslaught or medical reasons, but you cannot sleep at night. If that's you, please come and join me in the front. God wants to liberate you today. God wants to liberate you. Please come. You cannot sleep. You cannot sleep. Come. You cannot sleep. God wants you to sleep a sleep of peace. Look at me, every person in front. God wants you to be able to sleep. Your body can't function if you can't sleep. And some of you feel you have lost your day even before you started your day because you cannot sleep. You wake up tired, you feel stressed. It feels like you just, you don't have the strength. And that is why God has called you forward this morning. Because God's heart for you is to see you walk in greater strength and power in the new year. So He doesn't want you to go into this year feeling tired, worn out, and defeated. So in this day, we're going to believe together that God will strengthen you supernaturally. And I want to speak over you in this day. And from this day forward, whether it's been spiritual onslaughts or medical reasons, it doesn't matter what. And from this day, everything will change. And this night will be the night where you will sleep a sleep of peace. Can you believe with me for that? Give me your hand. Father, I thank you. In Jesus' name. Jesus.
church, won't you pray with me? Pray in the Spirit. Father, I thank you in this day for peace. For peace over every single one of them. In Jesus' name. Thank you.
Thank you, Father. Yes, Lord. Father, I thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Peace over every mind. Peace. Church, what if we stand and we sing this song to Him while we're just finishing? Can we do that? Won't you stand? Worship Team. Saints the Lord speaking to me. I see a young boy, 14 years old. I see the age 14. You might be here or your US parents are here. And I sense that you have, this boy has been injured. 14 years old and you have been injured. Or you are here and your child is injured. 14 year old boy. I'm not sure what injuries, but that's just what I hear. And I don't want to close if I've not given an opportunity to minister into them. A boy 14 years old, you've been injured. If there's anybody like that, please come. Doesn't matter what the injury is. It might be a physical injury, onslaught against your son. Last two weeks, some of the words have been people online. If you are online, if we can just pop my email address there and you have a son or you are 14 years old and you have sustained some form of injury, God wants to bring healing to that. Pop me an email. Say, Pastor Eric, that's me. I'd love to pray for you. Amen and amen. Can we just give Jesus a round of praise? Just love Him for a moment. Thank you. You're welcome to be seated. Thank you for your grace with time this morning. I want to close the service for us. And um, 
We'd never close a service in this church without giving people an opportunity to give to the Lord. Can we give to the Lord this morning, church? It's like 17 of you that's excited about giving. At this church, for everybody that's new, we see it as part of our worship. We are able to give unto the Lord. Whether you're giving your tithe, your offering, sowing a seed this morning, I wanna pray for you and everybody online. And then we'll engage in a time of giving. And then I'll share some announcements before we close our service. So if you're giving to the Lord this morning and you've got your offering here, won't you just grab it in your hand? If you're giving electronically, grab your phone. Just have it in my heart to pray for you this morning. In whatever way you're giving, just hold your offering, hold your giving, your phone, your whatever, just hold it in your hand. Father, I pray for every single person this morning as they come to honor you with their giving. Father, I pray your blessing over their lives, including the area of finances. Father, I ask that you would continue to show yourself strong. Thank you that you are the God that is able to provide in all our needs. Thank you that every one of our needs have been met in the riches of Christ Jesus. Father, I bless your people and I bless their finances this morning. This morning, in Jesus' name, amen and amen. Can we honor the Lord with our giving? We've got some friendly volunteers around the auditorium. Welcome to make your way there to one of our giving sections. If you're online, all the giving details will be on your screen right now. Um, and I'll share one or two announcements in a moment from now. Thanks so much.